Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Joe Galina, joined by uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tony Sincata. How you doing there, Tony? Doing all right. Doing all right. You know, uh, fantasy golf team is off to a good stop, but it's uh, it's leaking a little. You know, it's leaking a little like a car. Like you get one of them cars that, uh, you know, you thought you got a good price on. And then all of a sudden, you know, stop. You need to a put a piece of uh, card. Yeah, you need to put a piece of cardboard underneath the car to catch the oil that's leaking, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's what I see <laughs> going sucks. on here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully, we'll try you're hanging there. We'll hang in there, one hole at a time. Yeah. Have you tried to hang in there one hole at a time? Uh, I guess in my life, I probably have one hole at a yeah. time. That's all it takes. Yes. One hole, you know, more than one hole is a little bit too much. <laughs> that's true. Someone always gets left so, out. So I, I got to say, Tony, I I, uh, I love the uh, Facebook videos you've been putting out, especially the most recent ones. <laughs> the one is. where you were in the dark, it's like you know, under the covers with Tony Cicada. <laughs> I got to say, really good stuff because you put out one. Well, I didn't uh, view it until this morning because I was in bed with yeah. you when you put it together, but. You put out one, and then you woke up probably like an hour later. <laughs> and the first thing on your mind is let me put out this Facebook video. And, uh, you know, where were your hands? <laughs> they weren't between two pillows. <laughs> here's, here's, here's what people always say, people. say you can, If you guys want to follow me on Facebook, it's Tony Cicada. Um I put out these videos, and the question I always get at, and I I keep the Facebook ones PG, unlike the radio show that I do once a week. Um, what happens is people always ask me the same question. How does this stuff come into your mind? Where do you think of this stuff? And that's, uh, you know, that's a lifetime of troubles. That's, that's basically how I came across a lot of these things. Yeah. So your lifetime of troubles just woke you up in the middle of the night to the point where you said, hey, yeah. I need to share this with the world. And thank you for doing I, that because, I, like I said, very entertaining. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and just the fact that it was just, just a total, you know, when I saw it, it was just a total black screen. I'm like, well, you know, maybe he had a problem with his recording device, but it was meant to be that way. And it made it yes, very effective. It, was, so, yeah. <laughs> it worked for the Sopranos at the end, so I figured it would work for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, what'd you think of that ending, by the way? I mean, we're going to get to fantasy the talk worst and of all time. NFL talk. You didn't like that ending, huh? I, no, I hated but it too. I, I, I read, I read a lot into it. Like, it's a symbolic old school ending of the way mm-hmm. they went about it. So you just fade to black, yeah, and not well, really let people know. Yeah, supposedly my son had said that uh, he, in in previous episodes, Tony, uh, the Tony Soprano, the main character, had said that you know when it's all over, let's say uh, you know. Uh, in his last minutes on earth, he just wants it to fade to black. You know, he doesn't yeah. want to, to, to suffer or whatnot. So you're right. You know, it, yeah. it, you know, it was symbolic, but I'll tell you, we used to watch the show, you know, you know, I have a vowel at the end of my name. So it was a favorite show of ours. Yeah. And we had some, some neighborhood people over with us every week to watch the show. So we're watching it in on my TV and the ending comes in, it goes to black. And I'm like, Oh my God, my, what a time for my cable to go out. So I, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, I have all these friends over and, and they're going to miss the, the ending of The Sopranos. I ran upstairs and whatnot, but that was what it was meant to be. But I really thought that there was a problem with HBO, that my cable went out or something. 
Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things is, well, yeah, one of the things is that, like, you know, you sit there and you, you think, oh, uh, that was, you know, people ask me when I watch on TV, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't watch any TV shows. Like, it's kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. that is actually one of the like last shows that I ever watched every week. Like, I knew what time was on and made a point to watch it. That's like a lot of the last ones. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I often think that maybe I need to start watching it again, you know, because uh, now I'm thinking about coming out with a movie with a prequel. So uh, at first you say prequel, it won't work. But you know what? Uh, like, you're not into Star Trek or whatnot, but they started a, a prequel of series of movies of the Star Trek uh, uh, show and they put it in the theaters. And if they cast the right people, it could be very entertaining. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised the. Uh the who was the the young kid in that Sopranos the 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 kid that was always in you know screwing I forget up his name Tony Tony's son yeah I forget his name no not his not his son the uh, oh I think he was the, oh. the nephew or the cousin uh, was it the guy that was also in um, Bronx Tale and he was in jail for for something just got out of jail he had a, he had to kill his girlfriend oh here it is um, Christopher. Oh yeah, yeah, Montef- yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Christopher Montesante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't try to bring back the Sopranos with him as the uh, the guy in charge. Well, he was dead. Like in the last couple episodes, Tony, if you recall, uh, yeah, let let him die. So, but you can always bring him back somehow, like you can, <laughs> right? You can like fake a, it. Well, Dallas like, brought back uh, Bobby Ewing, who was a, a yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you could say, like, silly. you know, the other mob was after him, so we faked <laughs> his death. Yeah, you could always do that. But well, let's talk some like sports, that. Tony. Yeah, oh, TV that wasn't? is good like that. No, that was, well, was it? No, nah, I, I guess know. not. So it could this be in week- the future if we get this uh, sports gambling allowed. And I think it's going to happen, right? Yes, what do you put the uh, time frame on there? Within the within the year? It's gonna. Oh no! It's gonna no. quicker. Well, so, I think it's gonna. Ha- in, it the latest that it can be acted upon is June twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be done yesterday, um, so it could be any time between then. And then I just don't know how long it oh, takes. Oh, that's the that soon, huh? Okay. Yeah, this mm-hmm. the Supreme Court will make the decision between now and June twenty sixth. I thought it would be done yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Chris Christie say uh, he expects it done no no more than the second week of May. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA thinks it's happening soon because they're trying to d- diverse out of DraftKings and FanDuel uh, because mm-hmm. they're double dipping. Because um, well, the problem is that they've asked for integrity tax because what they want is 1% of all the sports gambling. And they mm-hmm. want that to put things in place to, to make sure the games stay legit and nobody's cheating right, well you can't right, right. you can't ask the government for money on the tax you know the government for revenue and own the place where people are betting so they've tried they they're going to diverse in DraftKings and and FanDuel and then have you know contracts to promote with them instead of having ownership in them so I think everybody's happening um, and of course the first day will be New Jersey and then it'll be New York Pennsylvania just enacted something this week like they're pro- Everybody's preparing for it, so it's got to be happening. Right, right. Hmm, lots of money to be made, so looking forward to that. Um, all right, well, uh, we're going to be talking some uh, baseball today. We'll be talking some uh, NFL because the draft is coming up this Thursday. And uh, you know, we're still talking about weather because this week there were tons and tons of uh, <laughs> rainouts and uh, snow outs too. But uh, when you look at what's been going on uh, in the major leagues, Tony, um, average uh, batting average overall, 240. Last season uh, was about 255. Uh, isolated power so far, 150. Last season, 171. Right? So those numbers are down. But on the pitching side, uh, ERA overall, 3.98. Last season, uh, 4.36. So, so far, it looks like uh, the pitchers are winning. Is that uh, just... A coincidence, or when you have like cold weather uh, that we've like we've been experiencing pretty much almost nationwide, you know, except for the you know the south and and then far west in California. Do you think that that uh, that helps the pitchers more than than the hitters? Yeah, and I think it's twofold. I think that 
It's one, uh, the weather, but not just the cold. If you've just from playing DFS, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of wind blowing in in a lot of these games, right. and I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure if that's just a lucky thing or a weird thing or mm-hmm. what, but each night I look at it, there's winds blowing 10 to 50 miles an hour in. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, there was two games that 20 and 30 mile an hour wins. We watched the game in Puerto Rico in a very small stadium go nothing, nothing yeah. for 16 innings. Right, right, yeah. All right, so, uh, but it's going to even out, I would think, no? I would think, too. I, I definitely mm-hmm. would think, too. I, I'm real interested in this, but um, I don't think it's anything. I think we have small data. And I think that, you know, baseball players are creature habit and not playing mm-hmm. every day. Right. Is, a, is a problem. And, and you know, I got to say one one other thing. You know, I want to like Anthony Rizzo. I think he seems like a good <laughs> guy and great intentions. Yes, yes. And But he's an asshole. <laughs> he's complaining about we play too many games. They play too much, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Anthony Rizzo. The people listening to the show go to work 255 days a year. You go to work 162. So, and you make a lot of money. These people are just trying to put food on their table for their people so they can eat. They can send their kids to college. Uh, they can go to movies once in a while. You can do that anytime you want, Anthony Rizzo. So you work three hours a night. They work eight hours at least. Some of them have two jobs. Shut your damn mouth. You should know better than this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not 100% sure at what the uh, beer vendor makes, but uh, look, yeah. let's say you cut you, you, you cut uh, 10 games off of uh, his schedule Great. or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's going to have a t- hard time paying his electric bill. You yeah. Know? And, and, yeah. These are just average people. Yeah. I, I wish we could get Anthony Rizzo so we could, I could go down to all the people affected by this. And you know what? It's so funny because... I heard someone talking about this the other I think it was Carton. Carton was talking about this the other day uh, with the coach of the San Antonio Spurs, uh, Greg Popovich. And he says, you know, I, I, I don't really want to hear his political stance or anything. I just want him to coach basketball. When he asked coach, coach basketball, I think that's a little harsh. But you know what? I get it when guys like Anthony Rizzo spout off about something they know <laughs> nothing about. Right. Uh, well, it, it kind of reminds you that, yeah, they, they – and this is – I don't want to – you know, say mean things about Anthony Rizzo because, like you said, I mean, he's uh, yeah. first of all, he's a cancer survivor. I, I know he uh, reached out to uh, the area in Florida that just had that yep. uh, mass shooting. He's done a lot of good things, but sometimes, yeah. you know, you should just stick to what you know. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, but uh, and 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 look, I think that the uh, MLB said, look, yeah, hey, we play less games. There's going to be less money to go around as well, too, for to everyone. But uh, look. Um, so, uh, you were talking before about, uh, creatures of players being creatures of habit. And I'll just bring it up now. Cause, uh, I, I was going to bring it up later, but Shohei Otani, uh, started this Tuesday against, uh, David Price, uh, yes. had a very poor outing, uh, ended up, uh, developing a, I don't know if a, a blister, I guess it developed after or developed as he was pitching and talking about, you know, creatures of habit. This guy hadn't pitched in a little over a week in like nine days. Like he, he's almost been on a schedule where he pitches every Sunday. How much of that do you think that, that affected him at all? Or maybe it's just t- that the Red Sox are a dynamite team. <laughs> well, the Red Sox have putting up runs against everybody, right? I mean, yes, yes. I think their run di- differential is about four. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing is that I think maybe it's the first time he faced adversity, too, you know, in the regular season. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's one thing. And, you know, just from the start of the game, I don't know if he had a blister or not, but he was short on pitches. Like the first mm-hmm. two pitches to Mookie Betts in that first at bat where he homered were 57 feet pitches. They they only mm-hmm. went 57. They were three feet short of home plate. Mm-hmm. And then he threw a third pitch that went down the middle of the plate and got deposited for a home run. Mm-hmm. So that he wasn't whatever. Right from the start, he didn't look good. And I, I don't know what got to him, if it was a blister, if it's not pitching the everyday. It's got to be something that we can't, put our hands on because it's not like any other player comes to a new country has a different rotation they you know some people want him to hit every day other people don't want him to hit every day he struggled a little bit in spring training um 
Then he comes off and he's off to a big start. Then he makes a huge mistake of telling people to be quiet when he's up. And that fa- that place was jacked oh. with Red Sox fans. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there were again, there were forty thousand people. Thirty thousand were Red Sox fans. I, mm. I can't even imagine what that place was like. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And uh, uh, Angels getting off. We talked about this a little bit last week. Maybe we'll take an in-depth look at some of their numbers if we have time later. But. Uh, you know, thirteen and seven. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, they play in a division where they've got the Astros ahead of them. But uh, the Angels have really gotten off to a nice start. They have. Uh, they lost four in a row now, though, and I just think the problem is that pitching staff. Um, is that pitching Health. staff for real? They're going to need yep. Otani. They're going to need Garrett mm-hmm. Richards and Tyler Skaggs. Those three mm-hmm. pitchers have to have to be you know thirteen, fourteen win pitchers. Mm-hmm. And uh, fantasy-wise, uh, Albert Pujols uh, uh, is now eligible in a lot of leagues because he's played at least 10 games at the first base position. So keep that in mind, uh, that Albert Pujols uh, is uh, now not just a utility player. That's uh, Albert, man. I think about that all the time. How Mike Socia has mm. had probably the two of the best players for the last 20 years and won one World Series. Mm-hmm. And that one World Series is pretty much, you know, he's living on it, right? I mean, yeah, because, I mean, the Angels uh, really took a big downturn. And, I mean, last year they kind of surprised a little, few people. Is Aaron Boone still employed? Well, we know that Brian Price isn't, right? Well, he is. That was, that's why I was oh wondering if Aaron Bo- Boone will <laughs> they lose today if he's gone. I think they're going to give him a, 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 a little bit of a longer leash. And, look... No-win situation for Aaron Boone. And I'll tell you why when we come back. Uh, we'll also talk a little. Tyson Ross put on a show last night. Yeah. The Padres. All right. We'll talk football later as well. Talk a little NFL draft. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. You got Joe Glina, you got Tony Sincata, and you got Pete Constantori producing our show. Pete always does a great job. And uh, Tony, we mentioned uh, on the way out, you, you mentioned does Aaron Boone still have a job? I mean, I, I, I've said this before. I mean, you know, getting rid of Joe Girardi after the season that the manage the Yankees too. The the next Yankee manager is really in trouble because if he doesn't at least guide the Yankees this year to the playoffs, then it's a failed season. I mean, the Yankees last year were supposed to be like a 500 team kind of semi rebuilding and and Girardi you know, did a great job getting that team uh to basically one game away from you know, not winning but from participating in the World Series. So, uh I think, you know, Whoever took over, whether it's Aaron Boone or whoever, you know, had a big mountain to climb. I agree. I, I agree. And, I, you know, the Yankees these days are a lot used to the Yankees we grew up with, and they seem to have a plan and don't just work uh, off the emotion. But this is a team with a lot of expectations. And yeah. the one thing I thought was flawed was their pitching staff. And we mm. saw Sonny Gray get nailed, you know, Ooh, blow it boy, again yeah. yesterday. And, yeah. and I was saying, like, when they got this guy, I, I couldn't believe it because the one thing about Gray is he was a fly ball pitcher that didn't strike out a lot of people. And you mm-hmm. can't put that in Yankee Stadium and think it's going to work. It'd be like right. a, going out and acquiring Marco Estrada. And I, I just didn't see any way it would work. But he's their guy that's mm-hmm. probably their best starting pitcher other than, you know, Severino. 
Uh, Tan- mm-hmm. Tanaka, you look at, we always worry about his health. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe he's probably more, uh, reliability is always a concern. But the truth is he he's made more starts than, you know, 90% of the pitchers <laughs> in the league. So you got to give it to right. him. He always just had that. This is just a great thing. Just, I don't know. It baffles me. They They don't really have someone else to go there with Severino. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up a great point about uh, having Sonny Gray being a fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium. Absolutely great point. But, uh, I mean, when he was with Oakland, and, and it's a different type of ballpark, obviously, he was yeah. close to their ace, right? But yeah. so far, what he's doing, uh, n- not even just the fact that you know he's a fly ball pitcher, but if you look at what he did last night, he was getting behind in counts. Uh, yeah. Basically, so far, averaging four innings per start, just about, right? I mean, 8.27 ERA. Uh, so, I mean, you know, based on what I had learned about him, uh, you know, and seen from him in the past. I was fairly optimistic as a Yankee fan, like a middle of the rotation kind of guy, but uh, he's got his issues right now. <laughs> and, you know, as far as Tanaka, Tanaka has been having his issues as well, but you're right. He's made a lot more stars than we expected. I mean, we all expected him eventually to uh, go under the knife, but uh, you know, last year he had a, a, a big chunk of the season where he struggled and then uh, came on and, and so far he's, Still struggling a bit, but you hope that maybe when the warmer weather comes that uh, he'll fix his issues. But uh, you're right that the problem, yeah, I mean, the, the starting pitching staff of the Yankees uh, is a bit of a concern. But, you know, I look at the bottom uh, third, bottom uh, half of, of their lineup, you know, after after Sanchez, I mean, we like Aaron Hicks, but, you know, you have uh, Tyler Austin playing first base, Miguel Andohar, uh who started to come on a little bit, and uh, but still, you know, a very aggressive hitter, and uh, Ronald Torres last night at second base. Uh, you know, uh, not too thrilled with that bottom half of the lineup right now, but uh, I mean, you know, that top five or six kind of uh, unmatched. But we just get need to get Stanton uh, going, right? Yeah, he did homer last night, and I think yes, the, I wouldn't worry too much. Like people. He's going to hit 50-plus home runs. And the one thing is that people forget these days is the changing leagues is still an issue. Uh, when, mm-hmm. you, when you look at what's going on in Major League Baseball, uh, we, teams play a, a weighted schedule, and it's weighted to the teams in your division. So you play 19 times against the teams in your division. And you're used to those teams and those ballparks and those settings. And so when you switch leagues, even though there is in a league play, you just don't see the other teams enough. It, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost you see them one time, if any. So I just think that, you know what, people forget about it, and switching leagues is still an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point, uh, but at the same time, I think Stanton, uh, Stanton uh, he's a perennial 40-home run guy, right? But he's he's also hit, If he get... stays healthy, he's going to hit 50 home runs regardless. Yeah. Uh, I'm shocked at how to... well Judge is playing, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't expect him to bat 340, 350 for the rest of the season, but you and I kind of both agreed that he was maybe more of a 250, 260 hitter, yeah. but... Uh, you know, look, he's going to take his hacks. He's going to strike out a bit, but he's also going to walk a ton too. You know. Yeah, so. he is. Uh, he's done an amazing job. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to give the guy credit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was starting to say that Stanton needs to face a little reality as well too. I was watching the Yankee broadcast middle of the week, and uh, I don't know exactly when Stanton said this, uh, but he was quoted as saying, "Hey, you know." I, I, you know, I don't care about 60 home runs. I'm thinking I could hit 100 home runs in a season. You know, he, look, he says I hit 18 in one month. Last last August, he hit 18 home runs. I mean, uh, I mean, come on, let's get real. I mean, hopefully he, he was saying this tongue-in-cheek. But to be able to maintain <laughs> to be able to maintain that pace and hit over 100 uh, uh, home runs in a season, come on. Look, if he goes 100, he should just come out with a proclamation <laughs> that he'll hit 162. There you go, right? Yeah, one per game. Yes. So, so what'd you think about Brian Price's uh, uh, f- termination by the Reds? Reds, uh, look, rebuilding. Uh, what are they? Three and sixteen. Yeah. So, uh, did you think? Uh, I guess just the Reds uh, don't feel that he's the guy to guide the team. I mean, they should probably no. should have did this earlier. <laughs> I I don't think that's it at all. The problem is. That this is an entertainment business, right? Mm-hmm. And 
that is a proud franchise. Like Cincinnati has a long history in baseball and Big a lot red of machine. Mm-hmm. And yet they have no stars. They, you know, Joey Votto's it, right? They have no mm-hmm. stars. Right. So what are people to get excited about in Cincinnati? Then you start out 3-15, and 15, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to change the management up just to keep people hopes alive and people there. I don't think Brian Price deserved to be fired, but they, there's nothing else they could do. And I mm-hmm. think it's going to take it one step further, and I think they're going to have to either give – uh, a high a high profile man is like Joe Girardi the job, or they're gonna have to yeah. give a guy like Barry Lockin the job, who's a former Cincinnati Red that everybody mm-hmm. loves, and no manager's experience, no management experience. So right. I think they've painted themselves in a the corner because of their bad start and because mm-hmm. of the history of the Reds and being in the small market. Um, they don't want people to turn away. I think this is what they're gonna have to do. Yeah, and Girardi has already been mentioned as a as a potential candidate. I actually like what he's doing with the MLB Network. Gives you pretty good insight, you know, especially yep. uh, into into the uh, AL East and the American League teams that he's played against uh, so recently. But uh, when you when you hire a guy that's probably as beloved as a Barry Larkin in Cincinnati, you got to be careful because I think that's one of the reasons why the Yankees never really, uh, well, probably one of the reasons uh, never hired Don Manningly. Right, because uh, yeah, oh yeah, they didn't, you know, they didn't want. You know, I mean, up until uh, this week when uh, the Marlins were in New York, you had fans chanting his name. You know, because uh, you know the '80s were uh, uh, an up and down year for the Yankees. We, we've talked about this before, where they had a winning record, but uh, just could, you know, the Blue Jays were always in their way because they had forty-five-year-old uh, pitchers on their starting staff. But uh, Don Mattingly. Um, that's what I hired a prick like Bobby Ma- uh, Billy Martin. Yeah, how many times? <laughs> <laughs> time and time again. Yeah. And supposedly Even Bob he... Lemon, right? He used to rotate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before he died, supposedly he was uh, thinking that he was going to be uh, a future Yankee manager again. Really? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. Never Simon give up, Billy. Had a lo- love-hate uh, relationship. Yeah. Do you think he has a pinstripe gravestone? I doubt it. Uh, that would but, be a good uh, move, though. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to take a trek and visit. Uh, 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 what would you think about Derek Jeter actually being in New York but didn't want to come to Yankee Stadium? felt kind of weird. Derek Jeter? <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with this guy? Like, the guy that <laughs> went through his whole career without ever making a public relations mistake ever, mm-hmm. I think is now, uh, like, making up for it all in one year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in New York, but supposedly felt awkward uh, coming to Yankee Stadium. So uh, I wonder, like, let's say if there What any made more... him feel more awkward, though? You left well, like, what? Oh, man, uh... Like, is it that he gave Giancarlo Stanton to them? And, <laughs> like, did that make him feel awkward? <laughs> Was it the part that he doesn't let Marlon Mann go to the baseball games? Was it the part uh, that he owes the city of Miami money and he, and he doesn't want to pay them? And they created a fake P.O. box in another country to try to get out of it? Like, what, wow. That's what incident? Yeah, yeah, what incident did Derek G, which one is he? Is he Uncomfortable Most about uh, coming to Yankee Stadium. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to ask him. Maybe he'll come on the show next week. What do you think? <laughs> but, uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either. Think <laughs> but uh, it makes me wonder if, like, if there's any, uh, you know, celebrations or whatnot uh, at Yankee Stadium, if he'll ever appear. Like, let's say if one of his buddies, uh, if there are any buddies of his left over that are going to get there. Uh, uniforms, uh, numbers retired. Would he ever show up? I, I always wondered that. But yeah. I, I think they're all taken care of now, right? Andy yeah, Pettit have they, a day that he didn't. They have an Andy Pettit I, day. I'm not 100 percent sure if Andy Pettit or uh, Jorge Posada had had his day yet. But basically, you're going to run out of numbers. We know that. That's why. Uh, ju- you know, my, my wife asked, is, "Is Judge always going to be number 99?" I said, "Yeah, I think he will." That's but uh, I like that number. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. It's unique, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about 69? 
What if he took that? Well, he'd probably get a lot of flack. I yeah. would think. Yeah. So, so did you watch any of uh, Tyson Ross's uh, matchup last night? Gutsy yes. performance. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, seven and two-thirds of no-hit uh, innings pitch against the Diamondbacks uh, last night. Really gutted out, uh, uh, convinced his manager to let him stay. He really had nothing left. <laughs> he really had nothing left. But, uh, you know, this is I a guy. It, go, go ahead. I give it up to the manager for letting mm-hmm. him uh, stay in the game. Oh, yeah. I, I re- so do I. I really feel like that when you're a major league manager, you have to stay in the dugout and let players play games. Mm-hmm. And I go back to the I, I go back. I said this on the show earlier today. I go back to Johan Santana. Johan Santana mm-hmm. for four or five years was the top of the line, number one pitcher in baseball. Yes. Yep. And people don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing people talk about Johan Santana is his no hitter, right? And how the Mets left him in for mm-hmm. uh, you know 140 pitches. Yes. And I got to be honest, you sit back and you have the career of Johan Santana and you're telling your kid, your grandchildren about like, you know, your career, you still got that old VCR, you're popping in that game. Mm-hmm. That set his career. That's it. You have that one defining moment of your life. And for a manager to take you out because of a pitch count, I think is irresponsible. Mm-hmm. 2004, Johan Santana, 20 and 6, 2.61 ERA. 0.92 whip, 10.5 K per nine, 2.1 walk per nine. That's that's in 20, 2004. He won the Cy Young Award there. Uh, 2006, 19 and six, 2.77 ERA. Uh, he had, let's see, three straight, se- four straight seasons of at least 235 strikeouts. I mean, you're right. For a while, he was the best pitcher, one of the top uh, pitchers in baseball. He but, absolutely uh, was, and uh, yeah. and you know they they got there was a lot of talk about oh they shouldn't have left him in the guy wasn't even when he was at the Mets he wasn't even great that was like his last claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, you know, they went out, talked to uh, Ross, made sure that he wasn't you know hurt physically, and and let him pitch. And uh, I agree with it. But uh, when you look at Tyson Ross, right? Uh, 2013 to 2015, started 80 games, appeared in 99, 3.07 ERA, 1.23 whip, 9.2 K per nine, uh, walks a little bit on the high side, 3.5 walks per nine. Uh, so far this season, 2.81 ERA, 1.013 whip. A lot of stats I'm throwing out there, but uh, I mean, this is a guy that uh, you know has a pedigree of being a good pitcher. I mean, that uh, thoracic outlet surgery really uh, put a little, uh, you know, the pro- uh, his ruined his 2016 season. But uh, could be a guy that maybe could help out the back of your fantasy uh, starting rotation. Uh, here, Here's the thing I'll say. He could, but tread lightly. I think he's yeah. worthy in leagues to pick up if you're picking mm-hmm. him up off the waiver wire, if you're yep. playing a deeper league, I wouldn't trade for him. And here's another thing that I'll say. First of all, his ERA last year when he came back was over seven, right? Yeah. Coming back from an injury over there. That's mm-hmm. not the alarming part. What's alarming is that he pitched 77 innings last year. So I don't think that the Padres allow him to go over 110. He's already at 25. So mm-hmm. the shelf life short on him. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so basically what you're saying is he's probably more of a sell-high candidate than a, you know. Oh, right? yeah. At this yeah, stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, and, you know, the thing is, if you look at it, his K per nine rate mm-hmm. is, you know, is, is in the eights, um, right where he is now. Um Eight point three seven is his career career K per nine rate. This year is at eight point four two. The one difference is his walks are down over the starts this year. So if the walks come back up, uh, you're going to get a decent pitcher, but not a great pitcher. Right. Well, we'll see. Uh, You know, uh, kind of agree. His uh, 
velocity. He's pitching just basically where, I mean, at his peak in 2013, he had a mid-90s fastball. Now it's down to just under uh, 92. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Tread lightly, but he does pitch in a, a pretty good pitcher's ballpark. But yes. um, we'll see. Yeah. So uh, when we come back, Tony, uh, we got to talk uh, about some of these minor leaguers, some of these uh, superstars that we're still looking to come back. We talked about last week in terms of what determines when these teams are going to be calling out their uh, star batters, right? There's a, a different date for every one of them. But uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk about that. NFL draft as well. You'll listen to Weekend Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with Tony Sincata. And we want you to dominate your DraftKings and FanDuel Major League Baseball contests this summer. And we want you to do it with Daily Roto's MLB Projections and Optimizer. Go to dailyroto.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that have produced four millionaire winners and millions more in total winnings than that. So head over to dailyroto.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY and see the results for yourself. So, Tony, uh, Freddie Freeman uh, dodged the bullet this week, didn't he? Yeah, you know, that's the craziest thing, right? So Freeman gets hit in the elbow. I mean, the uh, the wrist, the right? Wrist, the same yeah. wrist. But mm-hmm. you know what? It was a check swing, mm-hmm. right? And it's the second time. Like, these guys, why? You know, they get hit by pitches. And if you think it's close enough that you start to swing at it, that's sort of on you. Mm. Yeah, but the the way it, it you know, watching it, right, it really looked like he was done. Even his reaction, it looked like he was done. And it's just, uh, but you're right. Look, you know, if you're going to stand on top of the plate like that, it's going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was just shocked to see him back in the lineup. No fractures, no nothing. Uh, he he's, uh, he's drinking a lot of milk, so his bones aren't as brittle as they used to be. Mm. All right. You got to have you milk. drink a lot of milk? No, I don't get up at bat either and get hit by 97-mile-an-hour pitches. Mm. Yeah, I just put a little... If I did, I would drink more milk. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, still waiting for some of these top-notch prospects to be called up, right? Ronald Acuna still batting uh, 180. Supposedly that was what the uh, the Braves are waiting on uh, for him to come uh, out of his slump. But... uh, I think the Yankees could use a little uh, infusion of a little Glaber Torres, don't you think? So far, uh, it's triple slash in uh, 370, 415, 543. I talked about the little weakness in the bottom of the Yankees uh, lineup. Might not be a bad time to be calling up Glaber Torres. So you think bringing him up will save the Yankees? No, no. You're not going to save the Yankees with, uh, <laughs> you know, your top minor league prospect. He might even struggle when you call him up. That's true. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if the Gleyber Torres is now the hope. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I'm sure that uh, he's on a lot of benches in fantasy uh, circles. They actually brought up a relief pitcher today because Aaron Warren hit the DL. Mm. Yeah, I thought I just saw that come across. Uh, Jonathan Holder from AAA. Yes. Hmm. 
Bold is an interesting uh, name. Yeah. Especially for a relief pitcher, right? Because Holds yeah. is a stat in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as interesting as a pitcher <laughs> named Homer Bailey. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why do they call you Homer Bailey? Because they give up homers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Sinzel, you think that uh, we've been waiting for him for uh, all season long. Now that the uh, the Reds have fired their manager, you think that they're just ready to just say, hey, let's get this guy some at-bats. But he, he's struggling a little bit as well, batting 239 so far in triple Yeah. And I'm I'm interested to see where they're going to play him though. Um, yeah. Everybody's struggling. So, does he play shortstop for Peraza? Second base for Scooter Jeanette? Um, mm-hmm. Suarez was out um, with a wrist injury, so mm-hmm. that could be the one. That's his natural position. But Suarez has a long-term contract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, from my understanding, and now Brian Price is no longer there, but Price had told uh, Senzel, listen, get ready to play any position because uh, when you come up, we don't know where we're going to put you. So, But uh, there's a new regime in town, right? And, uh, That's the problem. And I think when you look at those those guys, I mean, Peraza is the perfect leadoff hitter. Uh, Scooter mm-hmm. Jeanette looks like he's, uh, you know, he's put together something the last couple of years. Yes, yeah. Willie Calhoun was another guy I was very high on, and a lot of people oh, yeah. were high on, right? Uh, and he made it known that he was shocked that he wasn't uh, selected to be on the Rangers' opening day roster. But uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, Rangers did call up uh, a first baseman. Uh, Akuna? Azuna? Let me get his name here. Yeah. But Willie, uh, Willie at the minor league level, he uh, sitting two fifty, but he has mm-hmm. two home runs. And uh, what about Walker Bueller? He's another guy, big time pitcher yeah. for the Dodgers. Do you like? Uh, uh, does it remind you of the days of Ferris Bueller? Yeah, you know that's a big joke. Anytime anyone uh, hears his name, <laughs> that's what they bring up. The poor guy, right? Bueller. Why would his yeah. Kid- why would they name him? Why would they make his last name Bueller? Do you think that the uh, public address system, uh, like every time he comes comes into a game, that they'll just play that Bueller, Bueller? I, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think so. I think. <laughs> now, Ronald Houston, uh, by the way, is the first baseman for the uh, for the Rangers who got called up. But Walker Bueller's had three starts already, all right, and he's mowing yeah. people down. Two point zero eight ERA, eleven mm-hmm. Ks per nine. He's getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, control has improved the past couple of seasons as well. Um, yeah, so uh, look for him, right? If, if he's available on your uh, on your uh, waiver wire, someone to stash. Uh, Jose Batista signed the little contract with the Braves. Could be their next third baseman for a little while. Uh, you think he has anything yeah. left? That's the problem, right? There's a <laughs> lot that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I drafted him in a couple of those 50-team uh, drafts. Mm-hmm. A lot has to happen for him to get a shot. One, he's got to be able to show he can play third base, right? So that's the first thing. Right. And the second is he's actually going to come up and play good because mm-hmm. he hit 203 last year. Right. And you wonder, I mean, if he's a part-time player, how effective he'd be. I mean, because he's used to getting yeah, regular just, bats. I think you can even take it a step further, though, to wonder – if he doesn't hit at the triple-A level, does he get a shot? Mm-hmm. I would say no. Yeah. And he hit 203. He hit 240. I mean, if he hit 240, I think they would take that. But mm-hmm. you got to realize you're bringing up a guy that's not going to be great defensively. And if he doesn't right. hit, what the hell are you bringing up? You know, supposedly he was a decent third baseman early in his career. I saw some some plays that he had made. I don't remember him playing third base, but he came up I do. as a I- third baseman. Yeah, I remember back in the day um, when he was a third baseman. Actually, it was funny with the Jose Batista. I got a lot of uh, credit the year he hit 50 home runs uh, mm-hmm. because I said, you know what? I, I, on a serious XM, I said I, a couple times I've said to people, uh, late in your draft, take a shot on this guy, Jose Batista. I said, mm-hmm. he, hits, he had some power at the end of the year. And he, he's going to bat lead off. And he went out and he had 50 home runs. And people were like, wow. And then uh, 
This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one for me. He was a fly ball hitter back in the day. Mm -hmm. Atlanta playing, I mean, that NL East is starting to shape up as a pretty good division, no? I mean, uh, the NL East? Yeah. Why do you say this? You don't think Washington's going to buy? Well, I'm just, I mean, Washington, obviously, I mean, they're not going to play under 500 for the year. But look, you no. have the Mets at 14 and 5. You got uh, the, uh, the I was going to call them the Eagles, but the Phillies 12 and 7. And you know what? I mean, they're a lot better than people think. Uh, Atlanta 11 and 8. I mean, it's going to be a very competitive uh, division, I think. You disagree? The Nationals will get back Daniel Murphy. They'll get back Adam Eaton. Um, those two guys are out for for them, so that's two big things. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if the other teams are for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Mets are four, uh, the fourteen and five, mm-hmm. and two of their starting pitchers are already defunct with Matt Harvey and Stephen Matz uh, missing a start. You never know what mm-hmm. the hell's going on there with the Mets. Well, if you recall, my my big thing with the Mets was that everything that could go wrong for them last year did go wrong, and if the opposite happens this year, I think they could be contenders. I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, win the division or even make the playoffs, but uh, I think they're a little bit better than people thought. And and yeah, Matt Harvey, man, uh, you and I both agreed. I mean, we took some chances on him late, late in drafts, and uh, last couple of starts, I think he has two starts where he gave up uh, four runs each, and another one where he gave up six. He's uh, probably going to get moved out of that uh, that rotation. He, he's already stated that he's not a reliever. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate to surprise you, but uh, go go hang out. But in the here's the thing that's weird about him too is that he's mm-hmm. he's coming in, he's getting lit up mm-hmm. early in the games, and then he right. settles down and pitches good in the fifth and sixth inning. Mm-hmm. Which is just one of those weird things. Mm. I don't know what they do with this guy. I, I maybe you send him to the minors and let him start. Just get his confidence back. You think? I mean, yeah, I mean, he, try he, some, yeah. he has the velocity, right? I mean, it's not. I mean, is there yeah. anything glaring that's uh, that that's you, that we see that is causing him to to pitch so poorly? Uh, no, and that's the crazy part. And it's just like, what the hell is going on here with this guy? He's throwing 92.5 miles an hour, which is actually less than last year, 93.8. Back to mm-hmm. when he was back at it, he was a 95-mile-an-hour pitcher. So he's down there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got... He also threw the curveball a lot more back when he was on top of his game. He's only using the 3% of the time now. He's at 12 or 13% back when he was on top of his game. So he's eliminated a pitch. Mm-hmm. But he's one there, too. Yeah. Sometimes when you look at the curveball, the curveball is one of the pitches that put a lot of uh, torque on your arm if there's right. something wrong there. And the perfect example, Lance McCullers throws that curveball like crazy, right? And he always ends up on the uh, on the disabled yeah. list. Great pitcher for the Astros. A lot of talent. But uh, I'll tell you his what. takes a lot of abuse. Charlie Morton hasn't slowed down since the playoffs. No, no. And uh, you mentioned it last week. You know, everyone talks about the Pirates pitching coach, Brent Strom. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Strom doesn't get enough. Press right. No, he's taking uh, pitching two. coach for the Astros. Yeah, he's taking uh, two of the Pirates' pitchers and made them better. Mm-hmm. When it came over with him and uh, Garrett Cole, now striking people out. Charlie Morton's K per nine this year is eleven point eight eight. See, do you, I mean, he was a guy that really came on last year, right? And yeah. In my opinion, I was just worried that can he. You know, replicate what he did last year. Looks like he he is. Do you think that this is what we're going to see from Charlie Morton going forward for the rest of his career? Is he is, is he this guy? He's this guy for a year or two more. Uh, he <laughs> right. is because th- he's thirty four years of age. Right, right. So he's been around for a while. But um, yeah, 
this is this is amazing what he's done and i i really think they did they they just found one little flaw and that's a, that tells you how crazy baseball is that you can find one little thing to correct on a pitcher and all of a sudden you go from being the average pitcher to one of the game's best right and, and uh, I was looking uh, back at Matt Harvey's stats, right? 2016 uh, had a uh, O swing percentage. That's a percentage of batters that swing at his stuff out of the strike zone, 35%. So far this year, 23.4. I'm softening my stance on um, on Justin Verlander. I, I, I was of the opinion that there's no way in hell that he's not on steroids. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he went from 92 miles an hour to 30, 95 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. But then I was looking over some of the other pitchers in Houston the other day. I think they have a bad radar gun in Houston. Because <laughs> they're all faster. Like mm-hmm. Charlie Morton's 96 miles an hour. Charlie Morton, again, is 34 years old. 2015, mm-hmm. he's throwing 92. He's throwing 91, 2014. He was throwing 89 in 2012. He's throwing 96. They got a bad gun. Could be, could be. Uh, according to fan graphs, you have Verlander throwing uh, his fastball on average a little over ninety-four miles per hour. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thirteen point five line drive rate. Ch- could you change the thought gun you- for us for a little bit? We think your your gun's I thought a little you were fast. Gonna, I thought you were going to call them to apologize. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, if they're putting out data that's making it hard for us to do our job, I'm not going to apologize. Right. Right, 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 right. We're just here reporting the facts and trying to come mm-hmm. up with a logical explanation for these. And now it comes up that, you know what? You guys got a gun that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Man, looking at Verlander's stats, right? Hard hit rate, down 10% from last year. Like I said, line drive rate. 13.5 compared to 23.8 last season. Giving up a lot more fly balls, but his home run per fly ball rate is way off. Not way off, it's down by about four. Mm. Something's they, ruined there. They played the White Sox something, something last night, right? There. Mm-hmm. The White Sox, right? Over the last 10 games, the uh, Astros are averaging six and a half runs a game. The White mm-hmm. Sox are averaging 2.9 you had you could you gave a run and a half and you had a bit of 170 for 100 and i said that's ridiculous and you can't give a run and a half to bit of 170 but i said this is such a mismatch with james shields a fly ball pitcher against this good offensive lineup at like 5 minutes before the game started i just ended up betting a lot of money on the astros anyways despite and they won 10 nothing yeah oh 10 nothing yeah it was never in, yeah, yeah. there's nothing shields nothing gave up seven earned runs yeah yeah and then it all went downhill. There's a lot of, I think there's a baseball's turned into a lot like life. You don't have any middle, you don't have any middle America anymore. You have the really mm-hmm. rich people and then you have everybody else trying to get along. And I think in baseball, we have the upper echelon and then we have some really poor teams. And the upper echelons being, you know, the Red Sox, the Yankees, uh, the Dodgers, the Astros. Am I missing uh, a, f- a few here? The I would throw the Cubs in there. Cubs, yeah. Nationals, I guess. Uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually wouldn't, you know, the one team that I wonder about would be the uh, Twins. I like the Twins lineup. Yeah. Maybe we should think about who's the next up-and-coming team. From the, from the teams that are just horrible. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back next hour. Weekend Fantasy Update. 